What's going on, guys? Welcome into Empty Your Q. Uh, my name is Dustin, and with me here is Cameron. Hello. And uh, today we are talking about Texas Chainsaw 3D. Tex- just Texas Chainsaw 3D. This is not. There's no massacre to be had. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> you you know what you're getting. Texas yeah. Chainsaw 3D. So it came out in 2013, I believe. Yeah, I was actually shocked about that. How for some reason I thought it was like 2015, 2016. Yeah, you could have told me any time that this movie came out. From and this like, was the last Texas Chainsaw franchise movie to be released, right? No. So 2017, they released Leatherface. Okay. Which is like the prequel. Yes, yes. It's terrible. That is bad. It's a bad movie. That's very bad. Uh, so Le- Texas Chainsaw 3D focuses on, it ignores all of the reboots and sequels. Yes. And is a direct follow-up to, to the original uh, the Texas original Chainsaw Massacre. Classic. Yes. By Toby Hoover. This opens up with a full rundown of yeah. that movie. Which I enjoy because a lot of like those 70s and 80s horror movies would like squeeze an extra 10 minutes from the runtime by recapping the first movie. That's what... Uh, That's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th for does that. The 13 remake. movies here. Like yeah. everything is like, hey, we're going to recap. Hey, we're here. here's the first movie if you forgot. Yeah. Uh, so this does that, and I forgot about it. I So I'll say right up front, I was ready to just talk about how bad this movie is. Because there's one scene that we'll probably get to at some point that really lived in our brains but then watching, with a certain style of infamy. Yes. But then watching this again to do this, I was like... Oh, this is this is okay. This is pretty fun. Yeah, like, I I don't I don't hate this. Like it really is kind of just a rehash of the original movie. It like I was trying to think about it on the on the way over here before we started recording. I was thinking like a lot of the execution is bad, but like the skeleton of the movie itself is 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 clever. So you get yes. the you get the reconstruction of the first movie, and the idea is. The final girl survives. She hops in the truck and leaves. She's obviously mentally broken. Yes. And she's recounting the, everything that happens. And so the opening credits is like the recounting of the movie. And they like splice in like some of the actual footage, I think. Yes. Like you get yeah. like. Oh, no. You get the entire like you get um, you get the scene. It starts with them going to the mansion and then it show like it shows them going to the ma- their her cousin's house or whatever it is she's going to. They're going to in the original one. Right. Then it cuts to them hearing the the dude hearing the pig noises. Yeah. And then him getting hit over the head with the hammer. The meat tenderizing hammer. Yeah. Which is still like one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. And then it's uh the scene of the running in the, the running in the forest. Yes. When the poor dude in the wheelchair just gets iced. Then the, you have the girl run it finding coming in and getting attacked and running out the door and getting grabbed and dragged back in. They have the hammer scene too. They have the get her grandpa yeah, get her get, scene. They have basically they the whole show movie. that whole dinner. Yeah. They literally play through the whole original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, including all the deaths in it. And then you see her escape and go out on the road and like, you know, she's, she comes back. There's a whole posse. Like it's a posse that comes back to take down. Yeah, it's like the police the, and then like a bunch of the Sawyers. The Sawyers and the Carsons. Is the Sawyers the Texas Chainsaw family? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, so Oh, go for it. Jinx. Yeah. Was, you owe me a fucking Coke. Oh man. Um so yeah, so basically I mean, yeah, as we're saying, it's very inventive. Not inventive, but I, I mean honestly for twenty thirteen, this and Friday the thirteenth remake kind of do the same thing where it's like we have this established film, the sequels that came after it kind of didn't do shit with that so let's go back to it make it a little more visceral make it a little more yeah where uh, well okay texas chainsaw massacre 2 does is kind of the same thing but the family goes underground yes and the killings start happening again and dennis hopper is like i have to fucking solve this and the only (laughs) way i can solve this is with a chainsaw and then there's a chainsaw duel at the end of that movie between leatherface and dennis hopper who's also like a crazy cowboy texas sheriff which is yeah so that's the kind of the where they leave toby us. hooper really goes off the rails in two he loves it hey man more is born he, he may he makes like one of the greatest most tense haunting terrifying brutal like not even slasher films just like immense terror films if you will and then follows it up originally with one of the most like hijinks filled crazy Bill Mosley at his finest style remake, like sequels. Yeah, that is true. Which 
Mosley in this reprising that role. Yes, he does as the brother. You also get a good uh, Gunnar Hansen cameo. Gunnar Hansen is playing uh, in the beginning is playing Leatherface. Yes, and later on as someone else. Is yeah, it's like a, a like a grandparent or something. I think. Yeah, he's his, playing he's like one of the Sawyers or something. He's yeah, like a different Sawyer. Yeah, yeah. So that's but he cool. he plays Leatherface in that beginning scene. Yes, that is him. And then they have a different dude playing Leatherface the rest of the movie because I think at the point this movie was made, Gunnar Hansen was like sixty five or something. Yeah, they like were that. like, hey, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> he's, he's like, can I get a few knee braces while I do these right? scenes? They're like, you're, no, you're just tough to ensure. We can't have you yeah. swinging chainsaws around. Our yeah, head. especially since he almost killed Toby Hooper. Exactly. <laughs> During the filming of the first one. So you get, yeah, so you get this this good recap, and then you go into the movie itself where the vigilantes come, and they basically, like, they join the police, and both sides don't back down. It's just a, you know, it's just Well, a, it's like there's a cop car. With, like, one sheriff. sheriff. Yeah. And he's like, come on, guys, you can't fucking, it's not, you can't do this old. We got to take them out. Old-timey cowboy justice, and they're just like. Like hell. <laughs> e- 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 fuck you. <laughs> like hell Like, this is America. I don't see any FBI around here. No one's going to stop a sheriff. And the sheriff's like, my hands are tied. Yeah, he's like, all right, guys. And someone shoots first. Is it? I think it's the rednecks shoot first. Yes. The vigilantes shoot first. Yeah, the first. vigilantes shoot first. And then it turns into just a huge, huge gunfight. Huge shootout. They and shoot everyone in that house. Every Everyone gets <laughs> fucking killed. And they burn down the house for good measure. But one of the vigilantes finds a baby. Well, no, they find the woman, the wife yes, or the mother. The mother. Um, she had snuck out, I guess, before they burnt down the ho- the immediate home, and she snuck out to like their little rummage yard, <laughs> and is hanging out near a busted down car. She's got a bullet in her stomach and mm-hmm. shit, and she's got a baby. And two of the vigilantes, who's like a husband wife duo, that just decided like. Vigilante justice is our little date night tonight. This is yeah. Uh, they they were like, well, uh, guess what? Kidnapping is also <laughs> check out this date night. We've got uh, murder, vigilante murder, like vigilante justice, definitely murder and kidnapping. Hey, honey, we left without blood on our hands or guilt in our conscience, but I have I got a Friday night. Yeah, lined it's, up. It's let's do this. Hey, you said you were till death do us part, right? Hey, you had a barren womb, but guess what? You want to get wild? Okay. <laughs> The Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> I think he like <laughs> kicks the mom in the face. Oh, too. oh no! There, she like tries to reach for the baby, and they're like, "Fuck you!" And they like slide, like kick her away, and she's just like, "Fuck, I'm dying!" Like at least help me, I'm dying. So jump from that to to present day, 2013 ish, and you get Alexandra Daddario, who is the star of this movie, and she's working at some store with with the the over with the top Trey songs. With, she's dating Trey songs. Oh yeah, yeah, no. She goes home to Trey Songs. Who's just punching, punching bags in his room. He's just doing karate moves. He's I doing love karate it. Stuff. He's doing Trey Young's karate stuff. Trey, Trey Songs. Trey Young. Trey Young. Trey Songs. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Ice I Trey. It. I love it. It's incredible. Uh, they yeah. So you meet Alexandra Dejario's like slutty best friend, who's like, man, your friend, your boyfriend really hooked me up with the. In, and we're not say, we're speaking in horror. In architecture, movie. yeah. Yes. Uh, horror character archetypes. character archetypes yeah exactly so you get like the 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 stupid slutty best friend and you get to why she's kind of slutty though too yeah she's for like, sure she's banging her best friend's boyfriend, boyfriend yeah so. well she did once and like that's the whole thing well like, no she's trying to get at it again she remember? gets at it again which i, I oh, oh yeah, yeah i forgot that. sorry he's like no 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 and then she's like come quick there's some horrible shit in the barn yeah and then she she's, effectively just corners him yep and then like and he's like oh well <laughs> uh oh, she fell on me. No, yeah. um, my dick went in her on so accident. She gets so Alexandra Daddario gets this notice that her grandmother died, and she's like, "Well, I, my grandmother's Doesn't already." Some random ass creepy dude show up and is like, "No, the door knocks, and Trey Songs goes to get it, and he comes back up, and he's like, it's for you.' Oh, it's just yeah, a letter, yeah." And she's like, "I didn't, I didn't know I had a grandparent in Texas." So she goes to her her parents and finds out she's adopted. And they're like, we saved you because that place was a hellhole. And they're really belligerent about this. It's terrible. About yeah. It. Like she just goes with a simple question and they're like, what the fuck do you want to know about your yeah. past for? We, like, we saved you. Yeah. And it's and like, like, I'm just like, what do you mean? And she's like, you, nothing good comes out of that. You trust me. We saved you from the film. You ain't got no appreciation. I think the dad even says something like, we should have just left you. I don't yeah. know why I did. And it's just like, 
you had 30 seconds of screen time. Like, yep. way to make the most of it here. Absolutely. So she decides, you know you what? You get why she's just like, she's gone living with Trey Songs. Yeah, she's like, okay, you know what? Here we go. Well, they might, knowing the way her parents acted, they probably weren't happy that she chose Trey Songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, probably, I'm sure there, there's probably it's a lot of Deep South hate yeah. in that, those parents. Uh, so she decides. Which, the town they were in, Black Sheriff, very surprising. In Texas. Yeah. 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 In the beginning, you're like, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. In 1970. Yeah. Or Black Sheriff. All right. Hey, good job. Because you vote. Yeah. You for vote sheriff. For <laughs> so <laughs> this little podunk town where these horrifying murders were happening, you know, they're just like, Black Sheriff. So she is like, okay, we're, we have this plan to go have a Halloween party in New Orleans, but what if we go to Texas to answer this weird letter I just got from a grandma? They're like, let's stop. She, yeah, they're on like, the way. tell you what, we'll go with you, and then we'll go, okay? Yeah, they're like, let's stop, check this out. <clears throat> they pick up a hitchhiker who Trey Songz runs into with the van. Oh, first of all, that, before I get too far ahead of myself, I want to, my first question that came up as I was watching this movie. I just Trey Songz partying, to tra- like doing karate to Trey Songz? Oh, we'll get to Because Trey Songz is doing stuff to his own music. Everything he does, basically, is, is to his own music. Is backed by his own music. Including yeah. Die. Oh yeah, it's incredible. He dies to his own song. No, but so my first question is: Trey Songs hooks up the the friend of Alexandra Daddario with one of his friends. The friend that he hooks up hooks her up with is like the most male duff I think I've ever seen. So my first question was was Can you think of other? I thought that was me. <laughs> the most male duff. <laughs> can you think of other movie duffs that were male? So. One thing I'd like to say is Duff is not a gendered term. No. Anyone can be a designated ugly fat friend. I've for sure been it. <laughs> I have for sure So to been say one. male Duff, I'd like to to retract that and just say Duff. Okay. We're all Duffs here. It's, it's true. Man, woman, it's pretty obvious when they're a Duff. It doesn't matter their gender. So this friend, though, is like... Oh, I forget what this Duffy friend looks like. He's... he's <laughs> He's deep into cooking. He is like all gourmet. He makes oh, her crepes one day. Yes. And she's like, he made me crepes and talked about how much he likes to cook. And and it's really great. And, and she's still like, I just want to get banged out by Trey Songz. I'm just doing this so Trey Songz will, will like me. Yes. And I, can, I can get close. So that was just, that was the first. So they run into this hitchhiker, like literally run into him with the van. And he's like, he's like, no, nah, it's cool. I'm just going to. To, I got left in Tulsa. My girlfriend took my truck and left me. You want? And they're like, "All right, well, we're going to New Orleans." And he's like, "That's cool. I'm I'm going to somewhere else in Louisiana." And they're like, "All right, well, we're stopping in Texas." And he's like, "All right. I mean, I beggars can't be choosers, huh?" <laughs> and so they haul to Texas and they get there and they're all like, "Oh my God, Alexandra Daddario just got this mansion. She just inherited this massive mansion that happens to be in the middle of nowhere in Texas." And not one of them thinks it's odd. They just instantly, like, they go through the gate. They're, they run into, like, the real estate guy or whoever is executing the uh, the will. Yeah. And he's the, it's the grandpa from Grounded for Life. If anyone ever watched Grounded for Life, um, I believe his name is, like, Richard Rail or Real or Ryle. Some shit Something like that. Something like that. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what. There's It's all the paperwork's here in this folder. But two things. You're going to want to read the letter your grandma wrote you. And you can't sell the house, okay? And she's like, "What? Uh, why would I sell this? I have a house now. This is awesome. And he's like, oh, all right, bye-bye. <laughs> and so they go inside, and they're like, oh, there's a pool table. Oh, there's a record player. Oh, there's silverware. And they're so excited about all these things. And they decide, you know what? Let's spend the night. What could go wrong? Let's spend the night. We'll have a good dinner here at my brand-new mansion, and then we'll haul to Louisiana tomorrow. New Orleans party time. Let's go. And they're like, well, you know what? We got to go buy food now. And the hitchhiker is like, you guys go get the food. I'll clean everything up. I'll take care of it. And they're like, what a nice hitchhiker. Look at this. Okay. And they all just leave this stranger in the house. And his first thought is like, I have to steal all of the silverware. He just starts bagging silverware and he finds the keys and like unlocks every door to check for more silverware. He's going to pawn it. But yeah, but I mean, like, it's a house full of heirlooms. And he's like, all he grabs is silverware. 
So he keeps going like. Well, no, he grabs a ton of shit. It's not just silverware. He's opening door after door after because door. Because he grabs like candle. He finally, he goes. Candelabras. Yeah, he grabs a candelabra. He goes through the secret door and like the, the, I can't He remember. goes down to the basement. It's, yeah, it's like a hidden door. Because he's going for heirlooms in the basement. But he goes to another cabinet Precious and he pulls open heirlooms. the drawer and it's more silverware. <laughs> so he grabs the silverware again, his like eighth handful of silverware. And unbeknownst to him, he has just entered Leatherface's domain, and Leatherface is like, "Hey, buddy, uh, you're you're dead now," and sets everything into motion. So this hitchhiker, they he come beats back. him over the head with a hammer, right? Yeah, like I the so. original. Yeah, the uh, the the gang because he back. he he walks into the room. Leatherface is like cutting a finger. No, well, that's Alexander Daddario. She walks in. She to walks see, in. Yeah. When he's down there, he's doing something. He eats and like he pushes his tray back, and she and he's like, "What's that?" And he looks over and sees like a tray of like cafeteria style food. Yes, like a carton of milk. <laughs> and and then Leatherface is like, "Who are you?" Yeah, what is and this? just wails on his head with a fucking hammer. And so they come back and they're like, "Son of a bitch, he stole from us. That guy was a yeah. scumbag." But little do they know. Hey, there's a murderer in the bottom of this house. So, the the Duff is cooking. He's preparing the meal now with the th- everything they've bought, and he's like, "This looks like a hidden door." He doesn't say it, but like the way he turns and sees it and touches it to open it, like it's a clear thought process in his head. Yeah, and he goes down and he finds uh, just blood stains everywhere. Leatherface comes at him, and he turns and tries to run up the stairs again. And he gets a hook, like a meat hook, into his back. Yes. He gets pulled back down the stairs. And that really is kind of where... Then he's hung up and chainsawed in half. Alexandra Daddario does get to see that. So she is looking for him because she's like, what's going on, everybody? Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Trey Songs is banging out the friend. I thought he cut her him in half, and then she comes up to find him cutting his fingers. She sees him cutting the fingers first. Okay. And then cut in half. Okay. And then she tries to flee, and she gets caught, and she ends up outside, and she hides in a coffin. And yes. while he's cutting through the coffin... Trey songs and the friend walk out and they're like, what's all the chainsaw? Sound? Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. At this point, she's been running around screaming. Chainsaw sounds have been going on everywhere, but they're like fucking in a barn. Yeah. Like off in the distance. The last stable in this barn or something. I yeah. Guess. And then he's like about to get Hit through. He's shirtless. Trey songs is shirtless. She's wearing his, his shirt, shirt and like underwear. And Alexandra Dejari, Leatherface is finally like sees them and stops attacking her to go attack them. Yeah, he's like, oh. And Alexandra Dejario hops in the van that they have and she drives through the door to break in and save them from the barn. Yeah. And like she just doesn't ask questions. Like I would have so many questions. No, when they're in the van, she goes, what the fuck? Yeah. She like, like recognizes it and then they get into a fucking car accident and one of them is dead well they get in the car accident because leatherface cuts the one of the tires with the chainsaw yes and to like the ri- he cuts it he so cuts through the rim they try to drive off with basically a fucking broken axle doing like and, and like, 65 70 like an axle that's been cut in half yes and they try to like trey songs is like i'm i'm trey songs is playing trey songs getting out of here <laughs> Tries to do like 65, hits a hard turn, and you just see the van go flipping in the fucking background. And So my question on this one, too. So I did write a question about um, about this. So there, they hop in the van. She lets Trey Songs drive. They're driving off of the property, and there's the gate there. And she's like, <laughs> she's, I forgot about she's that. like, hey, <laughs> this is what leads to him being able to cut the tire. Yeah. Is she goes, hey, Trey Songs, let's wait for the gates to open. open. And he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, we getting out We're of here. We're driving through it. And he drives straight into it. And that shit <laughs> does not budge. It like crushes the front end of this van. <laughs> yes. Brings it to a total <laughs> stop. It's that, that shit was, I forgot about that scene. Because we both had seen this before. We both yes. really hated this movie. Like, we both thought this was one of the worst horror films or films ever made in 2013. And I, I got to tell you. of all time. Like, I'm all the way. I've pivoted all the way back. This might be the best one of the last 25 years. It, it, it's an achievement. It's incredible. It really plays with comedy, horror, <laughs> suspense, 
and has a pretty sweet twist. And it really does it all very well and in a tight hour 35. Oh, it's incredible. So my next my my next question that I wrote down here, would you ram the gate? Or no, if it opens, like if she's able to open it. If you in the heat of the moment, you would have the composure. I I know personally ramming gates like that does not work. Like it, it, it no matter the gate, it usually fucking backfires. I've done it. <laughs> and it, it didn't backfired. Work? No. Oh. No, it did not. No matter how strong your car is sometimes. How strong you think it is. Yeah. So my my other question related to this one is Alexandra DeJario's stretch of finding a corpse, walking in on Leatherface in your kitchen, getting dragged to the basement and watching him cut one of your friends in half, and then you escape and get out of all of that, and your best friend is banging your boyfriend. Is that about the worst stretch you could possibly then, have? Then he dies in a car accident. You can't even admonish him you or ask. You don't even get any... have closure yeah. or anything of that nature. Then she, the friend dies. Doesn't the friend... How does she... She, like, gets brought back. Doesn't the cop shoot her? Because the cop is, like, raiding the the house, even though... Because their face chases Alexandra Daddario through a carnival. Yes. And there's that great scene where you have the dude dressed as the pig man from Saw. Yeah. With his chainsaw and Leatherface is like two feet taller than him. Yeah. And he turns the chainsaw on him and the the kid just like runs away. I'm sorry. And he like runs away because he's like, do you want to play? I'm sorry. Yeah. And he like runs away. Uh, But then she goes to the police station because, oh, Scott Eastwood. Got a lot of Scott Eastwood thoughts here. He is at this carnival. Just so happens he's one of the local police officers in this small podunk Texas town. Well, he's introduced when he pulls them over. <laughs> yes. In the beginning. Yes. So he's he pops up a couple times, and then he pops up here. And he's like, I'll help you. It's okay. Let's do this. And she ends up back at the police station with him, and the the, the sheriff is still there. Yes. But same sheriff. The lead, the lead vigilante from the opening, uh, Hartman, who I think is sheriff in some continuities of the, of the franchise is the mayor now yes and so he's like hey we sweep this under the rug right that's what we're doing and the sheriff is like the sheriff is like what happened oh you you were chased by a man wearing a human face wielding a chainsaw back at the old sawyer mansion let me call the mayor (laughs) yeah and scott eastwood's like hey sheriff i dug up everything i knew everything we have on file about the old sawyer residence and he's like, cool, can you go to the streets? We really need street officers, so just please get out of here. And she reads the entire history of the franchise, basically, in like five minutes in a prison cell, like a mm-hmm. holding cell. And she's like, oh, okay, oh, Hartman, oh. They-. And she like pieces everything together like that. It's incredible. She's like, wait, I baby from this? I'm the baby? What? Oh. Because it just says presumed deceased yeah about the infant it's like you couldn't find a baby at the scene like <laughs> hey there weren't any charred baby bones the baby was just gone yeah well, guess you got to put it down as assumed deceased huh oh that's weird that the vigilantes that were there suddenly have a daughter it's weird that martha and tess all of a sudden have a daughter now and they she's barren <laughs> huh and i don't even they always fucking talk about that at parties yeah right real real bummers. real fucking downer so scott eastwood in this movie he is someone that i have i have gone back and forth with as far as like offspring of famous actors that i enjoy okay because like you don't have to enjoy them you know like, that right scott con is hit or miss for me too scott con is just miss I he's, mean, there's Ready to Rumble, and that's it. Uh, it is Ocean's Eleven. It's Ready to Rumble, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. So, Scotty, I have some thoughts about Ocean's Eleven that we could do on an Ocean's Eleven one, where okay. everyone's a bad actor in that, and it's Whoa. some of the most boring bullshit ever. Hey, no. Yeah, um, no. Those movies aren't enjoyable. We'll get those back. Movies are boring. So we're gonna go off the rails here for you. No, those movies are boring. <laughs> So Scott Eastwood here. Uh, Soderbergh did those, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? You're a good director. Why these? There's nothing so, else you could have done except for your fucking horny middle-aged wife Avengers. So <laughs> that's Eastwood, what those movies are. Scotty stood in this just movie. masturbation just porn. For, okay, we'll all get right. to it another time. I'm just, okay. All right, all right. You hey, you got it going. I didn't. I said one thing about Scott Con and you and you is oceans. Yeah. So Scotty Eastwood. Where do you stand on Scotty Eastwood? I could care less. Okay, I've seen him in 
He seems like a bad actor. I've seen him in three things. I've seen him in Fast and the Furious 8 because they get him to replace Paul Walker, basically, as like the cop guy. Yes. He's Kurt Russell's number two. He's bad in that. I've seen him in The Longest Ride, the Nicholas Sparks book-turned-film about a bull rider that who falls in love with a small-town girl. Bad, I would imagine. It's a little... It's heartwarming. Is he a ghost in the end? No. Is his wife a ghost in the end that's also telling this woman no. and helping her along? No. Okay. Just straightforward love story, man. And then... Always needs to be a ghost. And then this. He's so he runs a gamut, but for some reason, there's I, I don't know if it's just because he looks exactly like Clint Eastwood. And But somehow the acting gene didn't get passed along? I mean, it's not like Clint Eastwood was Daniel Day-Lewis out here with his performances. Clint Eastwood is... What? I, Clint Eastwood's pretty... Unforgiven? Unforgiven's great, but he's, he's pretty one Even note. the Erd's... Early spaghetti western stuff, like it's one note, but it's a note he invented. Yeah, I mean, like it's not like like he created the note, the cliche, if you will. Sergio Leone might have created the note with his direction of being like, "Hey, let's talk to everybody in Italian and not let this American know what we're talking about." <laughs> Action. <laughs> yeah, but still, no, even with dirt, because that stuff, Dirty Harry. Like, yeah, that's. He he definitely he invented it, but I'm just saying like it's it's not like you were going to him for his early days are are good. So I don't know what it is, but for some reason watching this movie at this point, I was like bridges you know over Madison County. Paint your wagon. I mean, in God, the line man, of even fire? Gran Torino, he's good. He's good in Gran Torino. Yeah, he's probably just playing like a little bit of a magnified version of himself. So, uh, magnified? I, would say. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so the other the other main actress in this alexandra daddario she's the other main actress she's the, she's the other main she's actor the main actress. she's the main yeah the main she's the main fucking character where do you stand on there's her no other main character is she a good like is she a good actress so she's not a good actress in this she she is a rookie running back just getting to the league she comes from a system where you know it's it's really it's all that wildcat shit things she's, like that she's like tcu yeah she's not alabama or clemson she's not a pro she's not, it's not a pro offense it's not a pro offense she gets there like her she's good in like san andreas um, that's subjective <laughs> okay out of the three people in the scenes that she's with which is those two kids She's acting circles around them. That little kid. Don't sleep on that little, little kid. Um, I, she's not doing better than uh, um, The Rock. and uh, No one's doing better than The Rock. And uh, Carla. Yeah. Carla Gugino. Gugino, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, there's that movie uh, on Netflix, What the Hell is That? Johnny Knoxville. What? They're like witches. What? Oh, fuck. I forget what it's called. I want to watch it. It's like, it's about, I don't know. It looks, it looks okay. like a comedy horror movie type thing. Um, I am a fan of Alexandra Daddario. I think she's come along and, and made it like, she's pretty good and true detective. Right. Okay. It's probably my favorite performance by her. That's so I think that like, like you said, by no means is she like a super talented actress. She's not like, but like I don't she, think she's winning any awards anytime soon. But she's serviceable. She's an endearing lead character. She's really good for movies like this. Yes. So you're like you're like okay. I also, I am, I am glad that her career has come along to where like it seems she's allowed to eat because in this <laughs> movie she's like it's like uh, she's emaciated almost. There are a couple point. parts where like she gets yeah. out of the car accident and you're just like yeah, Ugh. like because she's her like physical being has changed not in like a bad way i don't mean she's like fat or anything i just mean like she looks she doesn't look like emaciated trying to bust into the business i really hate that right oh that's one of the things that i always like you can look at it throughout the industry is like actresses have to seemingly start at a certain weight and it's not until they like break out or anything that they're allowed to like 
eat or anything of that at nature. least that type of like unrealistic standard doesn't apply to horror movies most often right like <laughs> <laughs> these horror movies are usually pretty good about that's where they start in it about with it, that like hurting women right no yeah. a lot like even fucking um leprechaun with, uh, with jennifer a, aniston with aniston I don't know. and leading into friends and stuff like it, it I, it's wrong i hate it it's disgusting no i agree and I, it's, you can see it throughout the history of hollywood that it's just like like you said it's she's not winning any awards but for some reason in movies like this you're like i i'm rooting for you you yeah I, i'm invested in your character i don't understand why because i you're just playing yourself essentially at this point but like, it, yeah. So you're just like you're just like okay. You're not the best actress. You're not any. But but you know what? Let's go. And I think that that's something that not a lot of younger act like Jessica Biel in the other Texas Chainsaw remake. Yeah, she's. You're kind of rooting for her to die, right? Like you're just like <laughs> you're, you're just, like, just okay. like she can be a part of the the kill count, and I'm not gonna worry. So we've we've danced around this enough. I think it's time that we get to the the main uh, issue that we had with this film. And this is, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how I had this problem with it. I don't like, either. This is going into spoiler territory. I think we've already talked about it a little bit if you didn't just piece it together. But she is the child from the house. Right. She's the little, she's a little baby chainsaw massacre. She's Edith Sawyer, I believe. She's a little baby. Name. Yeah, she's a little baby uh, Leatherface. And she Leatherface is her cousin. Yes. And the whole police force basically is in on the cover-up of what happened with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Including Scott Eastwood, who is the mayor's son. son. Oh, shit. Yes. They're in the police force. Who would have thought that corruption would hit a police force? What an unrealistic idea <laughs> for a movie. a small town. A small town <laughs> police force that's been betrayed by corruption and scandal? Wow. Come on. I couldn't Miss believe me with it. that unrealistic stuff. I give, can't believe it. Give me more of Chainsaw Man killing people. <laughs> give me something that I can at least believe could happen. No. So, <laughs> so they, they are able to capture her. They're like, hey, walking loose end just walked into our station. Yeah. Let's kill her because they try to buy the house from her early on. Yes. And oh, shit. Um, the cigarette smoking man is the one who tries to buy the house. Yes. From the X-Files. Yeah. Uh, the, and, he, and they use that like creepiness factor of him then. Mm -hmm. Like they're you. They're like, hey, remember this guy from the X-Files? He's creepy still. You remember him from the X Files <laughs> nine years ago when that show went off the air? Nine years. Well, twenty thirteen. Yeah, I think the X Files went off the air in like two thousand something. Three, four, I think. So maybe somewhere on there. Yeah, so it would have been nine years. It was close. Did it go off the air? No, maybe longer. Yeah, I don't know. Because the second movie, it was off the air for sure. Oh, the second movie. That's one. That's that, we could do that. Even here. the first movie was a little like. Ew. Whoa! No, Once yeah. she gets. Involved with the alien stuff, the X Files kind of goes off the rails. Kind of jumps the shark, yeah. It's like it's pretty like five solid, really good seasons. So one, well, once Duchovny's like, I have some problems I need to take care of, and <laughs> on some other shows. I'm gonna bang out some problems. That, that's when it kind of. Hey, goes. the Red Shoe Diaries, they're real. Yeah. <laughs> so so back to this. So the whole town's in like conspiracy. They've been trying to buy the house, presumably so they can just burn it down and kill Leatherface. Yeah. And they were like, okay, Alexander Daddario here is a loose end. And what do we do with loose ends? We seemingly handcuff them up, tear open their shirt, take away their bra, and use <laughs> them as bait to bring Leatherface, Leatherface out. out. And then, yeah, so they're like, all right, Leatherface. In some meat factory. <sighs> the meat factory, yeah. <laughs> so... It leads to a moment where Leatherface recognizes her based on a, a birthmark that she thought was a birthmark that is actually a brand from a hot necklace medallion that, that like half branded her, her mother had, yeah, when she was a little baby and it stayed all these years. And he recognizes it and is like, "Oh my gosh, you're my family." So he stops, and then at this point, it just goes full '80s '90s movie. Where the the corrupt bad guys decide that now is the time to just punch the shit out of Leatherface. Okay, yeah. So he's about yeah. They have her tied up using her as bait. I was trying to remember the sequence. He comes in. He's got the chainsaw. He's like about to chainsaw her, and he's like toying with her, and he hits the shirt and sees it and sees the little birthmark above her chest, and 
he's like, wait, what? And then they come in, they're like, get him, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so then she somehow Fuck gets that up. shit. Here comes Mongo. <laughs> she escapes and she distracts them and she grabs Leatherface's chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And she. So, okay. So it's like. <laughs> they're trying to knock him into a meat grinder. Yes. They're trying to beat the shit out of him, knock him into a meat grinder. And they're getting the upper hand and like the lady of the lake throwing Excalibur to King Arthur. She comes in with the chainsaw, slides it to him and says, do your thing, cuz. To which point it's (laughs) he's like Thor arriving in Wakanda in Infinity War (laughs) when he catches that chainsaw. He powers up, (laughs) knocks them all back. Kicks that motherfucker on and does his thing. He, yes. You get a lot. And the do your thing cuz used to upset me. It, it When I thought about that, and I was pretty stoned at the time when I saw it the first time. I don't know if maybe it's because I'm older. Like, See, I, I was 25 at the time when I saw this movie. My issue is if... If we went to Texas with our with our significant others and like two other friends and we ran into all of this and it turned out that I was a blood descendant of the Sawyer family and I found that out and while I was finding that out Leatherface murdered all of you unapologetically just viscerally murdered all of you in front of me well then I get dragged to to bury the cover up further and I am standing there in the moment and I can toss him his chainsaw and then from there, just seemingly accept the responsibility of raising him and like looking after him. Like, I don't know that. So it's a leap. It's a big leap. I don't for me. think so. And here's why. You remember how we said she doesn't have any time to get retribution or anything of that nature from Trey songs and her supposed friend who was banging Trey songs mm-hmm. as well. She didn't really care about Duff dude. Like no, yeah. she did not give a shit about that. She just had to witness the horrific end of him, but did not. She just had to watch his hand and torso get cut off. Yeah, she didn't really care about that. I bet she seemed in like retrospect she when she's standing there and she's thinking about it. She's like, "Family, this is family. Blood, she's blood like, is thicker than water." She's like, "You know what'll piss off my adoptive parents? Not only I'm is this, this family, not only is it family, but he took out, he helped ice." My shitty cheating boyfriend who's fucking and I don't even think he had a job. Like I think he's living in her place as she's like working two jobs or something. Right, shit. I don't remember. And the friend who's like Miss Nice and Lovely and is fucking him in a barn. Yeah. Behind her back. Like she like lays a trap for him with wine and or tequila and shot glasses yeah. and a blanket. And at that point you're like, I don't give a shit about those people. What the fuck did those people actually mean to me? <laughs> This is family. This is my real family. So this really, is something that was, I was ripped out of the arms of. So does this connect to the Fast and the Furious franchise? Seeing oh. as it's all family and Scott Eastwood's in it? No. Salute me familia. <laughs> family over everything. No. If you don't think Fast 9 is going to end with John Cena and Vin Diesel cracking Coronas on a rooftop somewhere while that Vin Diesel song plays... I really hope that is absolutely how that ends. It's do you that think or Vin Diesel chases John Cena to space? Do you think yes, it's absolutely going to be the Do you think that song was going to be in the original release? Like do you think that was his like I was saving this now I can't release it with the movie so fuck it I'll just do it on no, you know how sometimes too much time on your hands is a bad thing. Yes, <laughs> I think he's been locked up, and he, I think he's like, "Yes, guys, yeah. look what I did in quarantine." And uh, and nobody said this is awful. He's the <laughs> who is who are they going to say it to? He's producer numero uno. He's top dog. But he doesn't he have friends. If Vin like, Diesel doesn't he have any real friends that could have been like, "Hey, Vin, if Vin, this Di- ain't on. it." If Vin Diesel says we're putting my song in the credits of Fast Nine. There's only one place that song is going, and that's the credits of Fast 9, my I friend. I think they have some problems. Maybe at the end of the credits. You know how, how everybody's gone and that second song kicks up? You know what? <laughs> I'm going to wait. I'll sit there and wait. <laughs> have I'll, you listened to the entire thing? You're damn right I'll listen to it. it it's bad. 
It's like really, really bad. Every bit of it is bad. So, so like I said, like he was high and bored at home, and was like, people keep telling me about GarageBand. I'm gonna see what GarageBand's about. I ordered a MIDI mic off of Amazon. <laughs> no, and were, it sounds like he just was like, I'm gonna record this on my computer. I'm gonna. These sing. have microphones. He's holding his iPad in front of him, <laughs> screaming into it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> with headphones on just like yeah i can hear myself oh there he goes again his family is just like oh there yeah van you goddamn right uh no so back does to does he have a family I, I don't know are there baby vin diesels i don't think these so. are things we should look into yeah we will does he have a wife like after that street sharks commercial you did back in the day like how do you find a wife he was i don't like care how famous you 12 are 12 years old what that hair mean? he wasn't oh, jesus christ you think that was a 12 year old in that commercial He's like know. 30 in that commercial or some shit. In the street? No. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like 20-something. But He's 53 he's... now. Okay, he has, yeah. He has a partner named Paloma Jimenez, and they have okay. three children. Oh, wow, okay. Mr. There Mark are baby Sinclair. diesels. Wow. So busy. So wait, what's what's his real last name? Sinclair. Vincent Sinclair? Mark Sinclair. Mark. Oh, wow. Yeah, I get Vin Diesel now. So anyway, back to the, to put a bow on Leatherface here on Texas Chainsaw here. So like we said. What's your Hollywood name? He looked at the front of his diesel truck. <laughs> it's a Vin, vehicle identity. Vin. Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Alexander Daddario and, and Leatherface save the day. They kill the politicians. They, they kill the, team up. the corrupt politicians. They fucking team up. Clear out the, the corruption in the town. No, not really. No. He, she takes him back Well, they home. do because they kill the, the corruption. Everybody like, covering it, yeah. Yeah. So they she takes him back to the house. She finally reads the letter, which like, way to go. Way to lag on the letter reading. Because it, it, it literally explains everything. Well, it kind of gets on and popping real quick. But like, like she, she's like, I'm going to run to the store. Let's all run to the store. We're going to leave you here. But if the, if the guy giving me the, the everything says read the letter in there, I'm doing that first. Oh maybe, yeah, she maybe had some time. That's fair. in the car on the way to the market. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think so. She finally reads it, and it's like, "Hey, you're a Sawyer. Sorry to drop this all on you at once, but you also have a cousin. He means well, but he's kind of mentally incapacitated. <laughs> if you let him out, he's going to kill everybody. But he'll keep you safe because you're a Sawyer and family, right? All I ask is you take care of him and don't sell the house because people don't understand him. He might have killed like six to seven tourists with the help of our family back in the 1970s, but you know what?" <laughs> That's pretty hush-hush now. So you just make sure he gets his three meals in the basement in pitch black. He didn't mean to kill them. He was scared. What do you mean he didn't mean? He was scared. (laughs) Oh, and then the skinning of them afterwards. How did he... he The subsequent wearing of their face? That was just like he was afraid? So she decides that, you know what? That's a a life for me. I'm going to do that. I'm going to live here. I'm going to run the house. And I'm going to... Well, her friends are dead. Her friends are dead. She hates her family. Yeah, that's not even her family. It's not even her family. They just lied to her. They were like rotten hell. You get that good uh, stinger, too, the post-credits or mid-credits where they show up to the house. Oh. The doctor. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, you got to watch it. So they show up to the house, and they're like, clearly they're like talking about like getting stuff. Like they just want like in on her fortune now because they like found out she has the... And Leatherface greets him at the door with the chainsaw, and then they scream, and it cuts to black. Oh man! I know. I can't believe I missed that. Watch that it again. Sucks. So, I think that covers it makes it even better. That covers the, literally the entire movie. But I'm like angry at myself for not liking this. Like I'm really glad because it's at a time where I was really a. I'm still a film snob, but I've learned to really love shitty movies. Like. And just absorb them and be cool with them. Like Hubie Halloween is possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but it was at least enjoyable to watch it because it was so bad. And you, you know, actually, I'm lying. There was nothing I got from that film that was worthwhile. It was fucking terrible. And you assholes should have just given Adam Sandler a fucking award so he wouldn't have made that piece of shit. So I got some trivia here. Oh, trivia. Damn, we're like an hour in. An hour I know. In we're going to go quick. Nah, fuck it. Both Alexandra Daddario and Trey Songz admitted to have never seen the original film prior to production of this film. That makes sense. The only films in the series that Trey Songz had seen were the remake from 2003 and the prequel, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning from 2006. Oh, wow. That makes a lot of sense because they were probably born in like 1993 or something. Probably, huh? 
Yeah. This was filmed in July and August of 2011, but didn't release until January of 2013. Oh, wow. Oh, that actually reminds me. So this is this was uh, converted to 3D. This came out in the midst yeah. of the 3D craze. And watching it without 3D is one of my my one of my favorite things is watching 3D movies without the 3D without the 3D because yeah. you get like there's a scene where Leatherface throws the chainsaw at someone and it just turns to the chainsaw spinning <laughs> and then there's like the scene where she's in the coffin and you're like from her view see the chainsaw the chain coming, coming through. through the top yeah I love it I can't get enough of it I wish 3D was still a thing you know that type of 3D the jump out 3D as opposed to like. Here's added depth. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I told you this before because I couldn't believe it because it seems so odd. But although she has a rule against appearing nude in films, but will do a nude scene if paid well, Alexandra Daddario offered to film the scene where she's tied up and has her shirt ripped open, completely topless. But the filmmakers refused, thinking that that would be gratuitous. See, in that scenario, as much as horror films have the most gratuitous nudity, as I said when we were talking about it, it would have felt like they were like trying to fill that gratuitous quota if they had done that. Like if they're just like, here, her titties are out at the end. Yeah, right we're here. Hey, we went this whole time and now tittyless. Here. Here's titties, and then she just does the entire final scene with her shirt ripped open. Like I don't yeah. understand. What yeah, yeah, because it's ripped open. I think after he cuts it, does he, he cut it, it open? open? Yeah, yeah, he cuts it open. So that makes sense at least, but. Do you think Leatherface, like, even though he's a little mentally challenged, he, like, once he realized, he was like, oh, God, I got all sexual with the chainsaw there. I'm sorry about that. Do you think he can talk? <laughs> can you imagine if he, like, he didn't have, like, the stereotypical, he's just like, I, I'm, my name's Leatherface, and uh, I'm just I'm just a real awkward guy. I, I like to sit in my room, and I just make my little faces. I just like masks. I, uh, I just, <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. I just like real realistic masks, so I I have to use them. I have to use humans. Um. Okay. So apparently, the reason why the producers said no to that, aside from uh, the gratuitous nature of it, is that the movie would have received an NC-17 rating for that scene alone. Really? That's what it says. Just for some titties? That see, I don't understand the rating system. The I don't either, because someone very... literally gets sawed in fucking half, and, and like, you watch every second and inch of that sawing happened where the first one it looks fucking real where the original is very good about like it's a lot of implied violence yeah you don't like you see someone get put up on the meat hook but you don't see the hook go through them and you don't see you know someone gets attacked with a chainsaw but you don't see them actually get cut this is like hey we're gonna just show you everything yeah it's like you're watching someone chainsaw through a tree yeah the the the, like carefree way he does it is yeah yeah and it's like the dude's just screaming. It's pretty horrific. Like that scene was pretty. I was like, oh god. So I got a pretty strong like what constitution for that kind of stuff. This is that movie the right is word. It has a lot of uh, nods to the originals. Uh, that's the only other real trivia. So that was everything that was pretty noteworthy. That does say that you can hear Trey songs songs during his scenes, which I think is incredible. Yes, it, that, that's yeah. a flex. Yeah, I don't care who. If you're a Trey Songz fan or not, that is a flex. Yes. Making sure that, because you had to go to the director and editor and be like, hey, I've got the perfect song for this. Guess scene. what you're putting in this scene? You got Trey. Trey's going to be all over this. So what you're saying is Trey has led the, laid the groundwork for Vin Diesel. <laughs> yes. To be like, Trey no. Songz did it in the no. Texas Chainsaw um, 3D. Vanilla Ice laid that groundwork a long, long oh, time go ago. Oh, Go Go. Yeah, no, no, with uh, um, cool, cool as ice. Forgot about that movie. Yeah. Um, do you have any other thoughts on this movie? Um, if you do want to see Alexandra Daddario topless, it's the season one, episode two, I believe, of True Detective. You and really? If have you want to see Trey Song's dick, I think that's just on the internet. Just keeping it even. Okay. So. Um, Anything I don't else? have it memorized. It's it's like one of the first couple episodes though, for sure. <laughs> That's really I weird. Didn't, dude, okay, so I saw that scene on True Detective and was like, oh, okay, all right. And then like down the road saw San Andreas and was like, oh, that's the, uh, oh, that's the, I feel bad recognizing <laughs> like, because <laughs> I didn't know she was like, I forgot she was in this. 
when I saw True Detective. I didn't mm-hmm. go like, oh, that's that girl from True Detective. I was just like, oh, who's this random large-breasted girl in True Detective that's on top of Woody Harrelson? Like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> why is this 20-year-old, like, voluptuous, very good-looking woman just, like, having sex with Woody Harrelson right now? <laughs> hey, man. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And, He's got uh, that, that charm. And then I saw San Andreas. I was like, oh, that's, this is Alexander Daddaro. Oh, okay. I do think that is kind of funny, though. She's that got two Ds in her name for a reason. I'm sorry. I had I, You can cut that one, but wow. it's pretty good. All right. It's so pretty good. We'll wrap it up here. This movie is on Hulu and Amazon Prime. This is a tame <laughs> take on this. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of ways to watch this. So if you've not yet seen Texas Chainsaw 3D... All I can say is do your thing, cuz. Yeah. Should, should I do like a couple minutes on Trey Song's dick to make it even? Because I'm not, it's like, I don't want to just be like talking about Alexander Daddario. Do you have that committed to memory? I don't know. No, I don't. Then you're just going to do just, it. Uh, I mean, just Google Trey Song's dick. You're not going to do it any favors. Then, I feel like it's, just... out, it's out there. <laughs> like, you could probably find it. So thank you guys for listening. The uh, game, too. Like, if you're just looking at rappers' dicks. You can uh, shoot us an email at themoviemailbag at gmail. He's topless in this as well too. Like you get to see his abs. I'm just not. I mean, I'm just not a. He's topless for like eighty percent of this. Movie. Yeah. Like, like if I were a lady, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care about abs because even as a man, I'm like sexually not attracted to abs. So I'd imagine if I was a lady, I'd have the same mentality. So that's why I'm just like, show me that dick. <laughs> so. I just that's just just appearing into my mind, giving you a little taste of what I'm thinking. I'm just trying to keep it even, fair. You know, I don't want to seem like some pervert that's just talking about titties all the time. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Everbrew. Uh, like I said, you can shoot us an email. Let us know what your favorite horror movie is. Uh, if there's one that you think we should talk about that we have not gotten to yet, do have a couple weeks left. You October. assholes won't. So uh, on that note, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, creep it real. And we will be I back. dare you to send us emails of stuff we do. Fucking dare you. Probably send us emails complaining about how much I talk about dicks. And we'll see you soon.